0: Shalom, shalom everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Pulse of Israel here in our eternal and ancestral homeland, the land of Israel. Today we are back with Martin Sherman, director of the Israel Institute for Strategic Studies, and about one of his latest articles, Jordan's House of Cards, the implications for Israel. Those of you who are unfamiliar, just a few weeks ago, there was reportedly a coup, uh, against the king and monarchy of Jordan, so we're going to get into it of what what Martin has to say about all of that before we bring him in. Very quickly, those of you who want to continue receiving our videos, The Pulse of Israel. Online censorship is growing. The best way to continue and being updated with all the videos we make is just to go to the website pulseofisrael.com and to sign up for our newsletter. And if you're already a subscriber. Thank you. Two other ways to stay connected with Israel and different work that we're involved in—we help out with. One, you can help strengthen the communities of Judea and Samaria, the businesses, the business people of Judea and Samaria. Very, very simple. I will be, uh, I will be giving you uh, the link uh, below with this. And find the best package for you to be able to connect and support Judea and Samaria And finally another way to to connect with Israel is via the online virtual tours of Israel at Israelisbeautiful.com No matter where you are in the world, enjoy Israel, connect with Israel And uh, so those are all the different ways All right, let us bring in Martin Sherman
1: Shalom, Shalom, how are you? Shalom. I'm well, thank you. And uh, shalom to all the viewers.
0: It is always a pleasure speaking with you, Martin. And this time, uh, looking forward to your insights. And if you even want to give us the details of what we know, because I don't know if we know everything that actually happened in Jordan about the potential coup within the monarchy against, uh, against the king of Jordan... What happened, and uh, how should we view it as here in Israel? Good for Israel, bad for Israel? What are our concerns?
1: Well, there seems to be a lot of uncertainty. Anyways, I think the details are not that important. What is important is what this really uh, uh, foretells, because it shows that uh, something we've known for some time, but this is perhaps uh, increased, that there is a distinct possibility that the current regime, the Hashemite monarchy, um, is not a, you know, a durable good. I think uh, the the working assumption that Israeli strategic planners uh, must adopt is in fact that the, the Hashemite Kingdom has a, a limited shelf life, uh, whether it's actually toppled or whether it's become so weak that it merely becomes a puppet regime for, um, uh, for more radical elements. Um, you know, this is this is extremely important for Israel because you know, up until now, for all the criticism we may have of the Hashemite regime and its uh, participation in the six-day six war in the attempt to annihilate uh, Israel, basically for the last few decades, it's been a relatively... Uh, calm frontier. It's the longest frontier that Israel has and it's the frontier along the narrow dimension uh, of Israel and it abuts the strategically critical territory of Judea and Samaria aka the the West Bank. Um, So it it matters very much to Israel strategically what happens uh, east of the Jordan. Uh, and although some people are optimistic that some successor regime may be benign towards Israel, I think there, there's not much on the ground that supports that, uh, that contention. And uh, Israel must gear for a situation where it may have a hostile neighbour on its longest border, along the narrow dimension of the country, and abutting the uh, strategically important uh, highlands of Judea and Samaria which if anyone needed uh, another argument to oppose a Palestinian state, here you have it. Not only what might go on in Judea and Samaria, but what might go on in Jordan, and Israel might find itself, if it did ever establish a Palestinian state, it might find itself uh, with a huge stretch of uh, hostile uh, land, stretching from the, the, uh, the fringes of Greater Tel Aviv, Petah Tikva, Ranana. Uh, up until the uh, the Iraqi border, you know, which is a pretty daunting uh, prospect. Uh, so I, I think what this has underlined more important than the details themselves of what who said what and what they actually meant, and whether the uh, uh, Hamza was actually behind a coup or just wanted to, to uh, uh, arouse legitimate uh, criticism of, of the regime. Uh, the fact is that the regime they felt. Uh, lacked the confidence uh, so much that it had to uh, uh, incarcerate him or put him under house arrest. And uh, I think this is a a sign of the weakness of the regime, which of course is understandable in many ways. It's suffering dire economic problems, its infrastructure is crumbling, its social welfare uh, system is under immense pressure, especially with the influx of uh, refugees from around uh, the area, from, from wars in Jordan's neighbors, and uh, there's a apparently a, a very severe COVID outbreak, br- outbreak as well. None of this is, you know, is good news for the regime, and it certainly should, uh, should put Israel uh, on guard.
0: Just to give people uh, a, a deeper understanding of why the situation in Jordan is so precarious, just to take a few steps back very few people know that the Jordanian monarchy, the Hashemite kingdom of Jordan actually occupiers. They are not native to the land. They're actually from Saudi Arabia from the, they they were, they were given Jordan uh, as a prize by the, by the British. They they picked up from Saudi Arabia and given a, given a thank you gift for helping uh, the British and that land was supposed to be given to Israel. So they are, basically, they were illegal occupiers of that land who are now in charge. But the majority of the population are either Palestinian Arabs because they either lived there as Palestinian Arabs when it was still a or refugees who ran away because of the 1948 uh, War of Independence where they, the Arab leaders made them leave their homes and they ran away to Jordan. Or there's a Bedouin population. So there's this it's a it's a ticking time bomb that I know I've been talking about for years. It's only a matter of time before the Jordanian monarchy, this this outside monarchy that really has no claim to the land or even to be ruling over the 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 people who actually live there. Only a matter of time that, that they will fall. Uh, do you not think that Israel, and again, I've been talking about this for years. Do you not think that Israel has a strategy plan of action uh, for the day that it does fall? Or is Israel together with America just doing everything it can at every turn to just continue propping up the Hashemite kingdom because it's the best thing and they don't even want to deal with a potential alternative?
1: Well, if Israel has a strategy to deal with this uh, scenario that we've traced out, it's certainly a well-kept secret. I, I don't know anything about it. But uh, as, as I said before, uh, you know, the, the whole tide is turning against the monarchy because before, when it could rely on the support of the Bedouins and the tri- tribal leaders, that he was more popular with the tribal leaders than the uh, than the king himself. Uh, so the king has got a very narrow power base there. Uh, he may still control the army, but who knows, I mean, Hamza apparently is a very charismatic character. He's in the army as well. He looks almost in the splitting image of his father, Hussein, who was a, a, you know, a well-admired person in, uh, in, uh, in Jordan. And uh, the, the, the whole thing, as you, as you said, I mean, you, you know, the, the, the most surprising thing about the Jordanian regime is that it's held out for so long. You know in, in, you with, with with the odds stacked against it as it is you would have thought it would have fallen longer though know, as i said this working assumption must be that it has a limited uh limited uh, shelf life even if the shelf life is longer than anyone expected but at some at some stage you know this medieval uh, regime in the age of the internet and facebook and twitter and uh, is, is is an anomaly which is very difficult to see how it will, it, it will sustain itself especially with the population now uh content or at least uh, not too dissatisfied to rise up in revolt. strategic territory of Judea is extremely important. a it doesn't give up the territory because if it does it could be from Judea and Samaria uh, you control with weapons being used today uh, from territory relinquished uh, by by Israel uh, virtually all the uh, every walk of life within the heavily populated coastal plain, whether it's the, uh, uh, the only international airport and the main runway, which is clearly visible from the, 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 uh, the highlands, whether it's uh, infrastructure systems and, and uh, installations like power generation uh, or water conveyance, even our des- desalination plants are easily visible from the, uh, the trans-Israel highway, uh, which runs in many cases adjacent to where the border of some prospective Palestinian state might, might be. Making it uh, very easy to disrupt the traffic from uh, north to south. So there's 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 virtually in, even even Israeli uh, air force bases would be would be visible, and uh, the, the runway is easy to to uh, disable. Uh, so you know, it would be a nightmare scenario if uh, anything remotely uh, resembling Gaza uh, would arise in Judea and Samaria. So you'd have a, a mega Gaza overlooking. Uh, the fringes of Tel Aviv and making Netanyahu basically derot on the sea. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's almost impossible to to uh, overemphasize how important this territory is for Israel and uh, how imprudent <laughs> any thought of handing it over to, to, to Arab rule, uh, especially given the precedent every time Israel has withdrawn from uh, territory it's being used as a platform to attack Israel, whether it was uh, in, uh, in northern Lebanon, whether it was in the Gaza Strip, whether it was from the cities of Judea and Samaria, and even uh, the Sinai now, which is extending into, uh, you know, a terrible place with, with the jihadi gangs and which the, the Egyptian army is finding very difficult to deal with. Um, so, you know, relinquishing land in the hope of attaining peace in exchange, has been disproved time and time again for half a century right, and here you
0: here I, I just brought out a map, a map. so here uh, here here is Jordan here's the Jordan River and the Dead Sea basically the, the the border between Jordan and Israel and here this dark area are the the mountaintops of Judea and Samaria with the, the sea coast of Israel so if there would be a Palestinian state, it would be up here in the mountaintops, and what what uh, Martin, what you're referring to is with Jordan falling and potentially becoming a terror state or a terror supporting state, um, and connecting to to Iraq, then basically be able to have all these foreign enemy forces that can come all the way up on top of these mountaintops and fire down at the sea at, at at the coastal area of Israel, where we would be uh, a very dangerous situation. Um, no, well, as,
1: as you can see very clearly on your map, it's the only topical barrier between the Jordan Valley and the heavily populated coastal plain. And anyone who controls those heights can control, with very primitive weapons, the uh, whatever goes on in the coastal plain and disrupt at will any uh, any socioeconomic routine within the country.
0: Thank you very very much for insight. Um and uh, on this again, as as you as you've spoken, as as I've been speaking about for years as well, it's only a matter of time before Jordan before the Jordan monarchy falls. It's 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 an unnatural uh, leadership for that uh, for that landmass, and um, Israel always has to be prepared. And like you say, this is one of many reasons why it's impossible for Israel's safety for Israel to think of relinquishing any land in Judea and Samaria and and us not remaining as the sovereign uh, not only for our historic and legal rights but for our security rights as our security needs as well so thank you so much Martin
1: okay thank you and just before I go let me just point out one point is that it's not uh, not only necessary it's not not only is it dangerous if the regime would fall? But if it becomes so weakened that it's taken that it's taken over at least control, even if it stays formally in power, it, uh, it can be the puppet of more radical uh, radical elements as well. So it's not only if it falls, but if it's taken over by radical uh, radical elements as well. But uh, I, I I apologize for, for squeezing that in.
0: No, thank you so much for that very very important clarification. I appreciate you adding it. Okay,
1: thanks. Thanks Bye. for the invitation.
0: Always a pleasure, Martin. Until next time, keep up, uh, keep up the very important work. Thank you, everyone. I hope you, en- you enjoyed the insight from Martin Sherman. Again, Martin is the director of the Israel Institute for Strategic Studies. Really important information he's putting out there. So today, talking about uh, the situation in Jordan, precarious situation in Jordan, and what Israel has to do to look after our best interests um because of uh, potential problems with our next door neighbor and which as martin emphasized a number of times is the longest border with israel. so uh, if you uh, thought this was helpful please share this video and again just uh signing off for a- another episode of the-, of the pulse of israel here in our eternal and ancestral homeland this is avi Elon. thanks for watching shalom
1: pulse of israel frontline videos from the holy land Support our work by donating today.